0: you're listening to everyday parents a day in the life podcast
1: we share the everyday routines of parents from all kinds of families our episodes start with getting to know each guest's family then go through their daily routine and wrap up with some reflective questions about parenting
0: i'm jerome cluck a stay-at-home dad to our daughter charlie and half of your hosting team
1: and i'm Caitlin kirby jerome's wife charlie's mom and your podcast co-host on today's episode, we are welcoming Melissa. Melissa has raised and is raising five children, uh, ranging in ages from six to 32, with the youngest two that she's currently caring for being her grandsons and a 17 year old stepson who also lives in the house with her. Welcome, Melissa. Thank you for joining us. Please tell us a little bit about your family. Well, thank you for having me. Um, I'm
2: Melissa. I'm be fifty one in just a few days. Um, our family is a blended sort of Brady Bunch, Motley Crew, I'd say, kind of group. There is, I am, I have five. Two I've birthed, three I've raised. So I have one that will be thirty two in a couple months, and one that's twenty nine. Then I have um, a seventeen year old that I've been raising since he was five. an 11-year-old grandson that I have been raising since birth, and then now we've welcomed in my six-year-old grandson um, about two years ago, and then I have two little granddaughters and an amazing daughter-in-law too, so we have a whole big wide variety. (laughs) So do they all live with you? No, I have the, my 17 year old bonus son who, again, I've had him since he was five and he's lived with us full time since he was 10, 11 ish. And then the um, 11 year old and the six year old. And do you live with a partner also? And my husband, yeah. Can't leave him out or the Frenchie. We have a little one-year-old Frenchie that we got off of Shauna. She, he's a lot. We've, we love him to death too.
1: Is there anything significant you want to share about how how your various children came to live with you? All right. Well, my
2: my oldest, my son, he is um, obviously was mine from my previous marriage, and my daughter, my twenty nine year old daughter, then my bonus son. Um, we I met him through my second husband, and about the same time that I we got together, my daughter got pregnant with my eleven um, year old grandson, Brody, and. So we ended up taking him in. She's been my hot mess of a child. She's a little bit like her dad. And we just can not get her to rein it all in yet. She hasn't figured things out. And then two years ago, um, again, she's still struggling with her own things. We um, had to take in my six-year-old grandson, who was four at the time. Um, her choices and decisions to hang with the bad crowd kind of ended up with her, the state, stepping in and needing to take him. So then we had to do, rearrange and regroup and do what we had to do
1: here to bring him in. And you said that was a couple of years ago that the six-year-old came to join you?
2: Yes, he, um, it's been, he's been here now. It'll be, oh, two years, actually, here in, in a few weeks. And him and his brother both, they have... Um, severe ADHD, we've wondered about the little one, even possibly having autism. So my house is always full-fledged. I call it my circus, sometimes the zoo. You just never know what it's going to be that day. So it's it keep me on my toes.
1: So do you have shared custody
2: of any of the kids or are they with you full time? They're all with us full time. Um, I have full custody of both of the grandsons and we've had full custody of um, the 17 year old for a few years now. He really didn't have much of a doesn't have much of a relationship with his mom either. There was, again, some things that she struggled with and couldn't get it together either. So he's been with us full time as well
1: so you guys are really like home base you're that safe haven
2: (laughs) we are we are and
1: we love it. it it has
2: its you know it has some pretty big challenges um at times and that whole blended family thing can have crazy dynamics but um you know we love them all and i they're all mine i say that they are all mine they they are mine every one of them calls me mom the 17-year-old, he's been calling me mom since he was five. And, and you know, honestly, with him, as many kids as I has called me mom in my lifetime, because, you know, when you have teenagers, everybody's mom, I'm going to go hang out here, you know, and their mom, too. I didn't think much of it. I was a single mom. But when that little boy called me mom for the first time, it really set me back. You know, I had took me for a minute and I, I really struggled with how I felt about that just because... My first thought went to his mom. And, you know, how would I feel if it was the other way around? And it was one of my older children calling somebody else mom. And he he's probably the first and only child I ever really struggled with when they said, hey, mom, and you know, and then I spoke with my husband. And we just came to the conclusion that if he felt comfortable enough to call me mom and felt that that was what he wanted to do, then we were all OK with it. And so he's been calling me mom ever since. And the 11-year-old, he's been with me since birth. So for him, I am mom, you know. So and now we're transitioning with the six-year-old who I've been Mimi um, all along. And he's starting to call me mom. The one thing we do laugh about is with the 11-year-old when he was younger Um, And started preschool and school and started seeing everybody calling everybody mom and, you know, dad. I was Mimi and my husband was Pap at the time. And for a while we laughed because he would call him dad and he would call me Mimi. So we would be out in public (laughs) and people would see us as husband and wife and it would be, hey, dad, can you And then turn around like me and go Mimi? And, you know, you're like, "Uh, "Okay, well, (laughs) so eventually it became we were both just mom and dad. And it's been that way ever since. But some crazy looks.
1: (laughs) Yeah, my dad was older. And I remember like him coming to some event at my school and someone asked if he was the dad or the grandpa. And I think that was like a, I don't know, one of those moments where you're like, oh, shit, I'm getting older. Like he definitely had one of those then.
2: Yes. Well, I have a brother-in-law who is um 18, 19. He's 19. And I laugh because, you know, he's been around all the time too. So sometimes we would throw him in the pack. He would come and hang out and stay with us a week or two in the summer. Everybody just thought he was mine, you know. So and a lot of times if we're somewhere and somebody will be like, Well, how old are you? You know, when I say, Hey, I have a 31, almost 32 year old. What? You know, and like, yeah, you know, I'm 50. They're like, No way. But it it can definitely be crazy. And my mom was young. My mom turned uh, 16 in January, and I was born in April. So everybody always thought we were sisters growing up, you know, so we kind of grew up together.
0: The other day, uh, I was out at the park with my daughter, and they were like, is this your first one? And I was like, yeah, of course, this is my first one. Look at me. And then I'm like, Oh, wait, I'm like 32. Now. I'm like, this, this might not be my first one. So I just had a yeah. moment where I was like, like, in my mind, I was scoffing. Like, ha, no,
1: what do you and your
2: husband do for income? Well, we I'm a realtor now, but I always say I am a jack of all, master of none. I have done so many things in my life. I started out as a cosmetologist and I still have a management cosmetology license. And then I went and became a nurse and I've been an RN for 23 years now, but I haven't been practicing probably the last five, just because of scenarios with kids and things like that. And then um, I became a realtor. But for 12 years, my husband has had a property foreclosure business. So we have ran a business working on all the foreclosures um, for different banks, securing, doing, changing locks, you know, cleaning out. But then COVID really shot that in the foot and we took a huge hit on that business, and so we've had to restructure a little bit, and now we're working with um, a friend of ours, and they're they flipping houses and selling them, so that helps out a lot. And where do you all live? We live in a little suburb up um, above Dayton, a little north of Dayton. Actually, Shauna, as she's talked about, is my next-door neighbor, so we live next to her in a really tiny little area. It's it's a really nice little community.
0: What episode number was that, Caitlin? Where are we at? I think 16. episode
1: 16. Are all of your kids in school during the day? Yes,
0: yes.
2: And and some days, do you know, as much as I love having them at home with me, there's some days that I make the joke that I think I do the cartwheels as they go out to the bus and oh, take a deep take a deep breath and mm-hmm. have a little bit of peace and quiet for a while. Because, you know, boys are boys, and while I always say my daughter was my hardest, and girls probably are harder than boys, or at least in my experience, boys are rough. <laughs> They're loud and picking at each other at this age, and all the dog gets involved, and so next thing you know, it's quite a circus.
1: Yeah, you've got a whole range of ages, too, like all the different things are going on.
2: Yes, from the teenage hormones all the way down to the six-year-old, you know, mom, mom, mom stuff. So yes. And who are your biggest supporters? Well, my husband is a big support. I mean, without him, I wouldn't have been able to be home to raise all these kids, you know, and not be in that nursing COVID madness um, or, you know, any of the other stuff that's went on with that. And then of course, you know, Shauna is, is my best friend and she's next door and, She's always got an ear if I need to, you know, vent for a minute. If we we call it our yard meetings, we literally in the summer and when it's nice out, we love it. We've threatened to make her husband's build a corridor between our house, our houses so that we could just meet in the middle. And it's like our little therapy sessions out in the yard. And she's such an inspiration, um, you know, with her homesteading. I last year did my first garden and I did a raised container gardening and she was a huge influence and a huge help at me getting that going. Um, And so, you know, we kind of help and can push each other and motivate each other and be each other's biggest cheerleaders in the background and help with kids or whatever as need be.
1: Yeah, when you were talking about being the jack of all trades, I was going to ask whether Shauna was also influencing you into becoming a homesteader, and it sounds like yes, you're you're working on those skills too. I am. I
2: did. I have to say, I did a compost thing, which really kind of was goes with the gardening. And she has one, and she's great at it. Mine wasn't so much. And I actually just went ahead and was like, I'm just gonna sell it because, you know, it's set all winter. I didn't go out and tumble it, but maybe one time. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing with that.
1: Is there anything else that people should know about your family or your background?
2: I mean, we're pretty easygoing, and you know, just love to help the community and and do what we can do. And you know, I I'm a I always think that a smile or something goes a long way. I teach my kids every day as they go out the door that one of the last things I say, and in fact, Shauna's daughter comes over, though, whom you say it all the time, you know, do something nice for somebody today. And I've taught them since they were real little that even if that's just looking at somebody and smiling or opening a door for someone, you know, those little simple acts of kindness go a long way. Mine will see me in the store and I'll see somebody with a veteran's hat of some sort and I'll thank them for their service. So, you know, I try to instill that into them and, you know, to try to do their best all the time. And we're human. We don't we we do things we shouldn't but you know I do try to encourage them to use kindness and when COVID hit we actually did signs and we went and like encouraged our neighbors we would knock on the door and you know hey because we have a lot of elderly neighbors too and if you need anything let us know and you know we just tried to have fun with it too and so we just we try to do what we can.
0: Yeah you I mean yeah, as if re-enlisting to take care of more children wasn't evident enough. You seem like a very giving person. So that, that checks out that that seems like something you would do.
2: Well, thank you. I, I make jokes about that. You know, I was single for a long time before I met my husband. And um, so then I always made jokes afterwards that I was six months from an empty nest. I had one out the door, one six months from graduation, and along came baby bottles and diapers and middle of the night feedings and, and a five-year-old, you know. So I went all and started all over. And then we were just kind of getting towards the end of that again. And here come the next one. But I, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have it any other way. I would be lost without any of them at this point. And
1: yeah, it's been interesting. It's a it's a it's a roller coaster of a ride. Some days. Yeah, yeah. well, let's hear about it. Uh, day in the life. <laughs> what time do you get up, and what happens first? Well, you know, I think all my years
2: of nursing, I'm I'm an early riser. So usually, if I sleep till six, I've slept in. I mean, I can go to bed at two and sleep and be up at six. But so I'm usually up early. That's usually my quiet time. I try to get my coffee in, but the six-year-old usually doesn't allow for that. Um, he's an early riser, and he, in the morning, we—I have to medicate him for his ADHD, and and he'll wake up, and he's got to wake everybody up. He's got to be loud. He's yelling. He's screaming. He's stretching, and makes a bunch of racket. And then, so you know, we'll start on to breakfast, and then it's time to get everybody up for school, which can be interesting because the other ones don't want to get up for school. So we get them out the door and then it's, you never know what's coming, you know, something between business or just laundry and typical household stuff. And it seems like before I know it, it's time for everybody to come off the bus and homework from a hundred different levels and, you know,
1: dinner and soccer practice and whatever else you can throw in before time to get ready for bed. Are there schools all at the same time? Do they all ride like the same bus? Um, the two little ones ride the bus together. Our high schooler can literally just walk across
2: the street, which is nice if need be. Junior high and high school is right across the street, basically, from us. Um, the times are pretty much the same. The high school goes about 40 minutes sooner than the other guy, the other kids. So they let out about an hour. They, he gets home about an hour before the other kids. They're like an hour on both ends for them. You know, the other thing I forgot to tell you guys I do and have done for a long time. See, that's what happens when you do way too many things. I'm I'm also a DJ. That's actually how I met my husband. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. It started out one of my best friends had a DJ business and I was nursing and she called me one Friday and said, Hey, how much do you love me? You know, that's never a good question to ask somebody that you don't normally call at work. So I ended up DJing event at a teen dance for her. I was hoping to do the bar event, but it ended up being a teen dance at a junior high. And it then became my every weekend, I know, I, right? Like the laugh, cause that's how I felt. I was
0: like. I would be more intimidated to do a junior high dance than anything else. I talk about vulnerable.
2: <laughs> well, she's like, I know you know your music. She's like, I know you can do it. Cause I grew up in music. Music was a big deal of growing up in my, in my house. So now I just do it casually. If I want to do it, I do it. If I, it's not my formal living.
0: At what event did your husband fall in love with the DJ?
2: (laughs) That's another funny story. So of course I'd been told you I'd been single for a very long time and I was supposed to be DJing a different bar, but a medical reason I had had surgery and was off for a little while. And the week I was supposed to go back, my friend had taken on a new bar and she was like, I need you to go there with me. So we get there. And of course, there's another one of my friends. I'm the only single one in the group. And they kept pointing out guys all night long. I'm like, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not interested. I'm, it'll happen someday. I'm not worried about it. Jokingly, my husband walks in, never met him, never seen him before in my life. And I was like, oh, that's more my speed and just made a joke of it. I never thought it was anything else of it. And I was singing karaoke and as soon as I got done, my one friend kept going, hey, he's, he's checking you out. I'm like, no, he's not. And she's like, yes, he is. I'm like, no, he's not. She's like, come on, let's go, go to, let's go get a drink. But he, he looked at us and as we walked by, we, she's like, look, he's still looking, he's still looking. I'm like, oh, you're full of baloney. I went and continued my evening and next thing I know she's down there and she's like, hey, he wants to talk to you. He really wants your number. I refused to take his number. I gave him mine. I said, if you really want to talk to me, you'll call me. And if not, hey, it was nice to meet you and, you know, see you again someday. And a few days later, after several calls from my friend, have you heard from him? Have you heard from him? No. I found him on Facebook. I'm like, stop it. And then finally he calls. And we've been inseparable ever since. Wow. (laughs) So we make jokes. I always say, I found me a roadie and I married him. And he says, I took home the DJ and then I married her. And, (laughs) you know... (laughs)
1: Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Trying to think where we were in the day. Um, so, <laughs> you said the the high schooler gets home earlier than the yes. other two. Yes. Okay. Um. And does he? I mean, kind of. Then just go off and do his own thing. Yeah. Now
2: more so than, than he used to. Yes. You know, for for a while it was everybody was homeschooling. So we had to do nothing but that for COVID, but he is now he's, he'll go up in his room and it's video game time or, you know, on the phone with his friends for a while and we'll regroup him to get his homework done. And then you never know. He went, you know, he's a teenager. They're ready to eat all the time. So that's what I usually hear. What's for dinner? And what can I eat now? And Hey, I'm going to get
1: this and back to his
2: room. He goes like a little hermit.
1: (laughs) And then the other two get home at the same time. Um, they're about 10 minutes apart,
2: but yes, pretty much so. One will get off one bus because they, they're in two different school buildings until next year, and then they'll get on and off both stops together. But it's like 10 minutes apart, and as soon as they come in the door, they're ready to eat. They're ready to do something. But fifth grade has had so much homework. I feel like it's been almost an overwhelming amount of homework. And so usually I have to have rein him in and get it started pretty much right away. It's like get a snack and... You know, I'll start dinner, but you need to start homework because otherwise, by the time we throw in soccer practice and baths, it's too late to get things done. And is your husband home in the evenings also? Yes. And he comes in and he, you know, he's worked a long day and tired, but he'll see what he needs to do. And if he, if I need any help, you know, he'll help throw in there and rain up one while I'm trying to take care of another or whatever needs done. And we work
1: pretty well as a team. And I assume the six-year-old doesn't have very much homework. Not yet,
2: <laughs> not yet. But he likes to to think he does. So if one's doing something, <laughs> he wants to be right out there doing something too. <laughs> so yeah, I
1: was gonna ask, like, um, how much do they all kind of interact with each other in the evenings?
2: Oh my goodness, it's they interact a lot. It, you know, they they would have endless screen time if I would let them. But they're the typical brotherly love of he's looking at me. Why is he touching me? You know, he's breathing on me <laughs> You know that whole bicker back and forth, but they, they fight a whole lot, but boy, they, they also are there for one another, you know, And the end of the day, nobody can pick on the other without the other one being mad. But by the end of the day, ADHD meds have wore off, you know, and I have, the littler one has a lot of trouble expressing things verbally, like it might take you 10 minutes for him to be able to tell you what he did for the day. Just, he can't use the right words. So, you know, you'll say, what did you do? Fun stuff. Well, what's fun stuff? You know, fun stuff.
0: <laughs> Obviously fun stuff is fun stuff. Everything else is not fun.
2: Yes. And so he just struggles to find the right words to say, oh, well, we were on the playground and had bubbles or, you know, whatever the case is. We've, we've been in the process of testing to see if he is on the spectrum or not. He has enough symptoms that I feel like he probably is. So that's a little rough. That's a challenge in itself at times. You know, then you tie in the other one with his ADHD. So they irritate each other a lot too. You know, it'll, Silliest things. My line between the two of them anymore is, "Are we worrying about ourselves?" It's, I feel like I say that nonstop all day. If you're well, if you're worrying about yourself, you know it has nothing to do with you. So worry about you. And but I mean, it's right down to when they're eating; they're complaining at each other about that. <laughs>
1: like we have to be nice. Is dinner time all together? Yes, typically
2: we're all together at dinner. Today was a little different. The teenager is out with his friends already by the time I got home and settled.
1: So you mentioned um, video games, screen time... Obviously, these are, this is what the kids are into these days. Are there any other ways that the kids really like to entertain themselves? Well,
2: until a couple of weeks ago, they love our trampoline and they, they, we have a swing set in the backyard too. Um, even when the granddaughters are over, you know, they both love the trampoline, but a windstorm took the trampoline and wrapped it around a tree and it was pretty anchored down. It's really the second one. And the, the first one was way worse. It ripped my electricity oh, off no. my house and was clear down across the street and down the road. But this one wrapped around the tree and everybody's been really bummed about that. So it's on my list to replace here really soon, but they like their bikes and chalk and chasing the dog.
0: Who's who's playing soccer?
2: Uh, the 11 year old, my 11 year old Brody. He, he loves his
0: soccer. I feel like, a lot of kids are playing soccer now, like more than mm-hmm. I remember when I was young. And I think that bodes well for America in like the Olympics and the World Cup. I think if we get a few more years down the road, like yes. kids are beginning to care. And I think we'll all be better as a country very soon.
2: I hope so. <laughs> I, I hope you're right. Our our 17 year old wrestles. Um, and he, you know, he's a fairly new wrestler. He loves it. My oldest was a really good wrestler. He is one of the most decorated wrestlers from back home where we were from the other side of the state and so wrestling is kind of one of my top sports. Like I'll yell at the TV when it's on. <laughs> I you know, I I love I love sports probably more than most women, but um Brody also the 11-year-old also used to play a lot of baseball and I coached baseball. I've been coaching baseball for so many years. You know, when the oldest was little I started when he was in coach pitch helping and Moved right on up till he hit like junior high, and then of course there was nobody around. Then, you know, our seventeen year old came in and he played, and that. So it's just been all the way up. So, yeah, soccer right now though is the only one we've got going now. So he's and he's loving it. So.
0: Do you miss coaching?
2: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Okay. I, yes and no i mean it it's a lot of fun i love that transition from watching them when they first start to by the time we're midway to where they are and then by the end i i love doing that and it's a lot of fun getting these little kids to i I try to teach the fundamentals with with the little ones a lot you know my i i actually coached soccer one season i didn't know anything i got my arm twisted so I actually told the why the the director the why cuz I knew him. I said, "Listen, if I if I do this and these parents are complaining, this is on you." <laughs> <laughs> so YouTube and Google was my friend and I I was honest with my parents and I said, "You know, I said I I've never really played. I know a very little bit about it at this point, but my goal is to teach them how to dribble, to get a snack at the end of the game and to have fun. They're 5, what you know." So We won our only one game. It was the very last game of the season. My Brody made the winning kick, the winning goal. But one of the moms came over to me after and thanked me. She said, you know, she said, I have a son on a competitive league ahead of yours, these guys. And she said, you've taught these kids more than what they've taught them all season. She said, so thank you. And That's awesome. That's a
1: really nice compliment too. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. What does bedtime look like around your house? Well, we've, we've actually got a pretty
2: decent bedtime routine now. I used to try to put them both down around nine for school. Um, and I learned that that never worked because somebody was always mad that the other one, one was still talking or something. So I started putting the littler one to bed around 830 and he will go to bed and we, I go in, I tuck them both in, we brush our teeth in bathroom and then we get snuggled all in the blankets and talk a little bit about the day and what our plans are for the next morning. And say, I love you and our prayers. And then, you know, then he'll go to sleep. And in about half hour later, I'll bring the next one in and cause they have to share a room. And so you'll get him tucked in A similar scenario with him. And we're trying to be really quiet and, you know, because we don't want to wake up the other one. And so, and of course the teenager's a teenager. He'll be like, yep, I'm going to bed. good night." <laughs> then my husband and I will sit up and watch a little bit of TV together while everybody's gone in bed. And then we're like, You know, used to be you could stay up all night now by like 10 o'clock, you're like crashed in the chair and (laughs) ready to go to bed.
1: Hello, listeners. Thank you for joining us on the Everyday Parents podcast. And if you've joined us in another platform as well, such as Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, thank you for finding us there. I find that it's really helpful to kind of put a face to the the families that you're hearing about so you can find pictures and video clips of the show on all of those social media spaces for which you can find the links in the show notes. And if you want to put even more of a face to the experience, you can get video episodes of the show by subscribing to our Patreon for $3 a month. And that link is also available in the show notes.
0: Hello, listener. I hope DJ got you fallen in love with this episode. If you want to be a guest on a future episode, you can go to our website, everydayparentspod.com, and from there follow the link to the guest FAQ and application. We'd love to hear about your family and a day in your life. And I would love to turn a minute detail of your existence into a running reference on an episode. So come
1: for which you will understand the rest of once you listen to the very end of the episode.
0: So hold those questions, for all will be answered very soon. Let's get back to it. Okay, we wrap up. Every podcast with uh, three questions, I'll give them to you all up front, and you can take them in any order that comes to you first. So what would you say has been your biggest parenting win recently? What would you say has been your biggest parenting challenge? And what do you do to take time for yourself when you're not parenting, other than watching <laughs> The Curse of Roque Island?
2: <laughs> I might start with that one because it's probably... <laughs> So typically it is just that we, you know, my morning coffee routine is, is my kind of like sanctuary time or occasionally after everyone's in bed and we've, you know, watched our evening TV together with my husband every once in a while, I'll lay in here and just in my bed and play on my phone for the day. And just, there's nothing, there's like no sound. The lights are all out. It's dark. It's just, just me (laughs) and my husband, you know, but it's not chaos. Um, One of my biggest parenting challenges lately has been, of course, we're set to do another med change for our little one because he's really struggling. The teacher sent me a big message the other day. He's, you know, having a rough week in school and they're getting ready to have a field trip on Monday. And she's a little bit afraid that she's like, I can manage him in class, but I'm afraid to take him to this farm and have the struggle there. So we've been trying to get med changes and of course, everything's on shortages and back orders and I can't get the new meds until Monday. So that'll be an interesting challenge. Um, I think one of the higher notes for lately is, um, you know, anytime you have kids, no matter what age group they're in, there's always challenges. So, when you can bring them all together and celebrate anything at all, it, it always feels like such a big win. You know, having everybody at the soccer game together or everybody managing to get to church on a Sunday together, or even just simply everybody in the house at the same time and not fighting is probably the biggest win, I feel like. Um, and, you know, we try to do that more often. Sometimes it doesn't happen as well. But I, I love it when I have all my kids under the same roof. So holidays is great when I get the older kids and the little kids and everybody together. So that's probably my parenting win. Um, but my joy is always watching them succeed and do well or have fun at something that they love. That's always like a big deal for me actually kind of makes me even teary just thinking about yeah, running around it. on the field, <laughs> so doing their things and having fun.
0: Yeah. Am I remembering correctly? That was what Shauna had said too, was just the moments where she gets, uh,
1: she said specifically too, like holidays when they're all together. Yeah. And you know, you'll see that eventually. I think,
2: uh, you know, I mean, you said you're, you're like 31, right. You know, like you're like thirties. So, you know, for me, I have kids your age. I have one that's probably exact. He'll be 32 in June. So you know, you'll see that as your kids get older and, and, you know, they start to branch out and go and do their way. Teenagers I'll send prayers your ways for teenagers because teenagers, (laughs) you know, teenagers and terrible threes are probably the worst times ever, but you know, it's, it's so hard. I used to tell my daughter, I didn't know which one of us was going to make it out of her teen years because I didn't (laughs) think it would be both of us. So I used to always say she was going to be the death of me and she's, been my problem child since the moment I conceived, she still is my problem child. And but now I think her littlest might be the one that's gonna gonna be do me in at the end. But I think that it's so hard when they're gone and you know it's not the same thing. I don't know what your relationships with your parents are, but you know, when you're older and you're on your own, you don't see them as often. You don't get to talk to them every moment. So when everybody see I've got one peeking in the door right now, going, Mom, Mom, I'm busy. But so when (laughs) when everybody gets home for the holidays or home for something where everybody is under the same roof, you feel it's such a great feeling, you know, just all of them being here and everybody being together and getting that time with each other is just amazing.
0: Yeah, I think I get that even, even as, as our families go our different directions with our other kids and stuff, when we do all get together, it's very special. Um, And that's just as one of the siblings, I can't even imagine how as the reason for the season you're you're so thrilled that everyone's there so i yep. get it thank you so much for taking some time to let us into your daily routine and share your family with us
2: well thanks yeah, for having thank you. you yes this was a pleasure meeting you guys my next adventure is i have to go dish out ice cream because that was the request at the door while we were just here All
0: right. <laughs> you know usher wrote a song about her oh and I think I, I don't know if I assume or if I just hope it to be true, but I imagine at her wedding, they had to have played DJ Got Us Falling in Love by Usher.
1: <laughs> I see.
0: Because there can't be a literal application of that title. Now I have to go through the lyrics, but, but she knows about that song, right?
1: I would assume a DJ would. Yeah, I mean, I I love hearing about, like, all the things that she does. I feel, I don't know, I wonder, just she's been a mom for so long, like, been caretaking for children for so long um, that, like, you'd have to find ways to kind of, I don't know, find your identity or pursue your passions um, while doing it. And I think a lot of I don't know, especially like in the very early days of having kids, you kind of have to put a lot of that aside. Um, But it's obvious that she's really found joy in integrating those kind of things into her life. And that was fun to hear about.
0: there has been a couple of times now where I've noticed when I ask people about what they do or like, you know, how they, I don't know, what are their hobbies or whatever? What do they like to do to unwind? Like for the most part, some people are just like, oh, I do that every day whenever I can like for them their release is quiet or phone or like just to detach like it's not some some special occasion on the calendar it's like every 118 minutes of I don't know quiet time yeah and that always strikes me as a fantastic adjustment to a world that is no longer just yours
1: (laughs) Yeah, just taking it in little bite-sized pieces.
0: Yep.